So first of all, I want to thank each one of you uh, for being here. Uh, you all had other things you could have done today. Uh, they might not have been as much fun as being here, uh, but they were probably other things that you had on your schedule. So certainly thank you for being here. Um, I kind of would get, I'd like a few people to uh, tell me what it is that you're expecting from this session today. Just a couple people so that we make sure that we're either going to tell you now that you're going to be disappointed or that we might be able to make some adjustment to be able to satisfy. So somebody got an idea of what, they, what they're looking for being in this session today? Ken. Yeah, some of the boys that we have are you know, fatherless or motherless or whatever. So it's just like, to me, it's, you know, they don't necessarily have an example of manhood. So what can we do as leaders? Okay. To exemplify that to them. All right. I think we'll, t- we'll touch on that, I think. Somebody else? Yes. Some of the college students and a lot of our, a lot of our guys um, either grew up in a Christian home or they've never seen a biblical uh, example of manhood. They've never been initiated, and that's going to fall on me and, and the guys that I lead to, to kind of do that. And so I want to figure out what that entails and what I need to be out Okay. So hope, hopefully we can we can touch on some things that will give you an awareness of some of those issues. i got time for one more. Ed. To help me grow as a ranger commander so I can help better teach the boys. Okay. Obviously, we, we, will, we will certainly touch on that. Okay. Um, one of the, uh, one, one thing that I want you to be aware of, that one of the greatest values that you can get from a gathering like we're having uh, today at, here at Synergy is the uh, is, is establishing good, strong relationships uh, with others. Uh, so I would encourage you, even though you may not know everybody in this class now, if, if you're a ranger leader, you know most of us as ranger leaders. Uh, if you're not a ranger leader, maybe you don't know us, maybe you know others, but let me encourage you to make a connection uh, with uh, the others in the class and that you'll be able to use them as potential resources down the road and be able to uh, call on them maybe for some individual help uh, that you might know. So not just for this class, but for all classes. Uh, The people sitting in with you, you have a common bond in that you're in the same class. So you start with at least a a similar interest from uh, one another. Uh, Dave, did we find anything about how we're going to make this information available? We'll find out if they wanted to, and then I believe, sorry, there was a, we just found out today, I apologize, that there's a way that if you're interested in the PowerPoint or the presentation we present today, uh, that they're going to put it up on SCED. Is that, are you familiar with that, Dan? Okay, so uh, there will be this thing called SCED. That how will, many, how that, many in here are real techno, technical? That will represent a tremendous learning curve opportunity for you. I'm expecting all the young guys to raise their hands. <laughs> okay. So they are talking about making it available. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, let's move on in, in the way of uh, getting to some of the information. This is... Uh, The title of our class is The Lost Vision of Manhood. And what we're really emphasizing is the subtle way in which this society and our culture uh, has attacked and demeaned uh, the value of being a man. Uh, And then touch on, in the end of the presentation, touch on some of the things that uh, Royal Rangers can provide to help counteract that. Uh, for for what you, Kyle, for what you mentioned, uh, I think making you aware of some of the subtleties that go on that we see in society uh, can maybe help equip you better able to deal with what you're seeing even in the college level kids because obviously they're past the age of being a Royal Ranger, uh, but uh, they're not past the age of becoming a Royal Ranger leader, which can address some of that as well. Uh, we have introductions that we'll do in just a minute. Uh, you can further reach either of us 
or any of our Royal Ranger leaders uh, that are in the room, and we have some high-powered folks here in the room uh, in the Royal Ranger hierarchy. And uh, But you can reach us through ohiorangers.org, and there's a, a listing of uh, district staff and uh, area staff uh, and their emails and contact information, but feel free to contact us through that. So uh, I'm going to ask Dave Morrison, who is... Uh, uh, we are co-presenters today, and uh, and he's going to come and do his introduction. I'll do mine, and then we'll get into the material. So, David, thank you, Mickey. So, we thought it was uh, important to just give a little quick background uh, about where we came from and who we are. Uh, I've been married to Patty. Oh, wait a sec, that's yours. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I've been married to my wife, Chris, for 33 years. We have uh, four sons, two daughters, four grandsons, two granddaughters, and uh, another one on the way, so a mystery. Uh, I currently attend Radiant Life Church in Dublin. Uh, we have a couple of Radiant Life guys here. Uh, I've been in Royal Rangers since 94, which in this room, in some ways, I'm a pup. Correct? How many years, Mickey? I'm just a child, too, 30, 38. 38. Joe? 45. 45. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Uh, I'm in Outpost 206, Radiant Life uh, Church. Again, my senior commander is sitting in the back row, Commander Aaron. Uh, I've been on district staff since 2004. I was the powwow coordinator for seven uh, different powwows, and I finally got rid of that tick. Um, and I do the postal archery tournament as the coordinator. I was on regional staff for five years. Uh, I was a national training aide for three years, and I'm now the national training coordinator for 27 days. <laughs> Mickey? We chuckle at 27 days, but that's that's pretty accurate. Well, my name is Mickey Kleck. I've been married for 47 years to my wife, Patty. i got a couple of sons who have, have been in ministry. One is currently in ministry. He's a a pastor in New Jersey, lead pastor in New Jersey, and just qualified for his Doctor of Divinity. Uh, so he's uh, been pretty active. Uh, got a couple of grand, I got two grandsons, one twenty and one three, and a granddaughter in between. Uh, I go to New Spring Church, which is the result of a very successful merge of two churches in Springboro, Ohio. Outpost twenty two forty seven. I'm the Adventure Ranger leader. Been in Rangers since '79. I've been a senior commander. I've been on district staff since '86, and uh, been on regional staff in a couple different positions there. So been around a while. They keep looking for something I can do, and once they find out, I guess I'm going to be stuck with it. But uh, so let's get into it. Uh, manhood is under attack. And uh, it's not been an all-out-and-out out assault, except from some things. You'll see some quotes from people like Gloria Steinem, uh, who take a very negative view of manhood and express it. Uh, and currently, the, the current Gloria Steinem is Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, but uh, we know that some of that is, uh, is they're very direct. But mostly, it's very subtle and very slow. Uh, but and it's been going on for quite some time. But I would remind us to to look at a scripture, uh, Titus two six, and we have it up here in a few versions. The first one talks about uh, encourage the young men to be self controlled. Uh, another version that was the NIV. Uh, another one, what's YWC stand for? Oh, it's the Wycliffe version. Okay, so it talks about that they should be sober. And the New American Standard Version talks about young men to be simple, or sensible. Simple would help, too. A lot of times they're very, <laughs> very complicated as we uh, run through rangers. And if you look at the rest of that section of Scripture, verses 7 and 8, it says, "...in all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity and reverence and incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned." And the, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. So those are good uh, driving uh, admonitions for young men to use as a standard by which uh, 
they are to grow and to live their lives. And we certainly encourage that and demonstrate that for them in Royal Rangers. Quite frankly, I think I find it, uh, uh, I, I have found over my years of experience that it's difficult to get kids workers, Royal Rangers, women's, youth, any of them. It's difficult to get those workers. And I think a lot of it, and this is this is purely, I have no studies to research to back this up. I think a lot of it is that uh, a lot of people as adults don't want to stand the scrutiny of what I consider to be the honest crit- the most honest critters on the face of the planet is little kids. They will ask you, is that true? Or they'll ask you, I didn't see you in Sunday school. Or, you know, are you coming to church? I mean, they will ask you that stuff. And there's a lot of people that don't want to stand the scrutiny of those kind of questions. So they know they have to live as an example in leadership, and yet they know they're not able to. So they don't uh, they don't come forward. So David's got some statistics and other things he wants to cover for a bit. So we'll switch off for a moment. Thank you, sir. The thing is actually picking us up. We forgot to do that. All right, I'll hold it. Okay, go ahead. It's painfully obvious boys have lost their way on the journey to manhood. Sadly, the statistics tell the story. Compared to girls, boys are two times more likely to fail and repeat a grade, three times more likely to be diagnosed with learning disabilities, three times more likely to be registered drug addicts, three times more likely to be expelled from school, four times more likely to commit suicide, four times more likely to be diagnosed as emotionally disturbed, six times more likely to have learning disabilities, eight times more likely to become incarcerated, which is 14 times more for those that are between the ages of 18 and 24. And then here's one that just... I think will blow you away compared to girls boys are 12 times more likely to commit suicide those are sad statistics and those statistics are just black and white they're not us trying to pad the you know the the information so that we can make a point Uh, boys make up 90 percent of those in drug treatment programs and 95 percent of the minors in the juvenile court system So in one way, you could say, man, the boys are messed up. And that's not the point. Because what we're talking about today is just that lost vision for manhood. And a lot of this, you'll see, um, is is a result of that. Uh, This information was from Raising Boys by Design by Greg Jantz. More statistics. College. Go back one. There you go. In college, males enter college at 78% rate of females, 75% as many earn a bachelor's degree, 66% a master's, and 80% a doctorate. In days of old, and whatever you consider days of old, those numbers would have all been reversed. And I'm not saying that's bad, I'm just saying these are the statistics. Standardized test scores, boys score lower in standardized tests in every state in the U.S., as well as in 52 industrialized nations. Only in math and science in some countries do boys outperform girls. Discipline. Boys represent 80 to 90% of the discipline referrals in school. And the majority of dropouts, again, are boys. According to Tim Elmore in uh, the Generation IY book, has anybody read that book? Um, According to the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, reports that one-third of the young men aged 22 through 34 still live at home with their parents, a number that has doubled over the last 20 years. The U.S. makes up about 5% of the world's population, but it consumes 90% of the total production of ADHD medicines, medications. And a quote from Tim. Are the boys of this generation destined to be slackers, lethargic, and lazy? I don't believe so, but we must cultivate them. We must be intentional about helping our boys become men, and not just men, 
but leaders. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. So examples of how we got here. And as Mickey had alluded to just a moment ago, this is a quote from Gloria Steinem in the late 60s. Parents need to have the courage to raise their boys more like girls. That just makes my blood boil. I'm sorry. And with that, I will hand it off to Mickey. Well, obviously one of the major influencers in our society today is TV. Uh, so we thought we'd take a look at some of the some of the shows that are have been on TV for some time and go back into a long time ago and uh, look at some of the impact and the way that men are represented. Uh, King of Queens, pretty current. Uh, Doug and Carrie represent a typical working couple doing dealing with all the normal things of life. Uh, even her father, aging father, lives with them, and that's very common in today's society. Doug, however, is always presented as a big kid, and her father is presented as somewhere between goofy and crazy. Uh, Carrie is always presented as the more mature, stable, and forgiving person. Uh, she makes better decisions and is always more logical. Uh, another show is According to Jim, not currently on the air, but Jim is a suburban father of three kids. Uh, he's supposed to represent a normal, every man man. Uh, he supports every Chicago sports team. So, very uh, normal, a lot of circles. Uh, he is, though, on the show, his character is always represented as uh, always being in messy situations uh, because he's lazy and always looking for an easier way with less effort involved. Uh, those attempts usually backfire. He is shown to be loud and overbearing with much more emphasis on his faults than his good points. Everybody loves Raymond, and everybody does love Raymond, uh, also representing the life of every man. He's a sports writer, common theme, uh, with a normal-looking family living on Long Island. Uh, the character, though, takes few things seriously. Making jokes in nearly every situation, he avoids responsibility of everything outside his job, uh, particularly things around the house and dealing with the kids. He refuses to stand up to his mother and never defends his wife from her comments. His actions and attitudes put him in a very dim light, incapable of making, deci decisive, making a decisive stand especially if it might invoke his mother's disapproval. And a Kerwin that's on the air now, Mom. Uh, it's focused on the daughter, uh, the younger of the two in this, in this picture, a recovering alcoholic, uh, raising two kids on her own and tested daily by her recently sober mother. Uh, she goes through the normal ups and downs of daily life. But... Look at every man that's characterized on the show. Her ex-husband is shown to be a slackard. Her daughter's boyfriend is shown to be clueless. The restaurant's chef is lascivious. Her former fling is married, that she finds out later. And her estranged father has only recently resurfaced. All men on the show are shown in bad light. And to show that this is not a recent phenomenon, go back to the honeymooners. And we all love the honeymooners. You know, even those who weren't around when the honeymooners were there was on their short-lived program. But Jackie Gleason uh, represented that character well. It's just to show that it's not recent. Uh, this is on back in the mid-50s. Ralph and Alice Cramden are shown to be a typical New York couple trying to improve their lot in life. Ralph is shown to be an everyman kind of character and the underdog in life struggle. The character, however, is shown to be as, as being a loudmouth, short-tempered, incompetent blunderer who never follows his wife's sage-like advice and eventually wishes he had. He is on the verge of being an abuser by constantly threatening Alice with one of these days, Alice, one of these days, pow! right in the kisser or bam right to the moon 
You know, so uh, he is not, when we look at it in the, in the critical stance of how men are to be in a Christian context, he's certainly not represented it. So all these shows, and there are many more, uh, are uh, available uh, to, uh, to show men in a bad light. And I'm not here uh, trying to bash or belittle the efforts, the intelligence, the hard work, or the wisdom of the women characters in these shows or women in general in life. What we are trying to show that there is a subtlety and a long-term approach that is being seemingly orchestrated uh, in today's culture to decrease the importance of the role played by men. We aren't seeing today's shows uh, like Father Knows Best, uh, My Three Sons, uh, even Bonanza, where the emphasis is always on the leadership, wisdom, and great counsel given by the fathers and the obedience and uh, desire to do well and emulate that by the sons. Uh, We're not seeing, so why aren't we seeing these shows today? You're not seeing them because they don't sell. Advertisers aren't interested in pouring their dollars into these kinds of shows. Uh, In one way, I think Hollywood has a desire to guide our thinking, uh, but another way, they reflect our thinking. So if the if the shows won't sell, won't draw advertisers, they're not going to produce them. So why don't they? They don't because the, the, this concept or the position of the strength of men in the family and in society is being decreased and belittled. And that's why uh, they're, they're not common shows today. Research shows clearly that this is causing boys uh, to be confused uh, as to where they fit in the current mold. Some believe This is causing psychological harm that they will carry into adult life unresolved and will surface in many negative behaviors. So with that, I'll turn it back over to Dave. Thanks, Mickey. And, you know, in today's society for our boys, how many of them struggle with when they have become a man? You know, is it... Is it when they get their driver's license? Is it when they're allowed to drink? They can vote. Uh, Our society right now has really kind of become this just melting pot of somehow it's just going to happen. But yet for for boys, it's important to become men. If you're willing, put a show of hands up. Who, who, when they were, can remember when they were younger thinking, when do I become a man? You know, when, when do I maybe stop calling certain people sir because now I'm a sir, right? And there's still some we still call sir, just out of respect and honor, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, we've been given a lot of, of uh, information and statistics here from Christian sources. And it's easy to start to say, not that you would, but, well, you know, but us Christians, you know how we are. Maybe our research is slanted. So I have an article here, and it's called Schools Are Failing Boys. And I'm going to read a few of the excerpts from it because I want to do it justice. And that is, sorry. My eight-year-old has been struggling in school again. Re-entry after winter break has not been easy for him. The rules and restrictions of school. Sit still. Be quiet. Do what you're told. Nothing more, nothing less. Have been grading on him, and it shows. His teacher recently emailed me. She had noticed a change in his behavior. More belligerent. Less likely to cooperate. And wanted to know if there was anything going on at home. My guess, I said was that he was upset about having to be back in school after break. I was right. The lack of movement and rigid restrictions associated with modern schooling are killing my son's soul. He hasn't been allowed to go outside at school all week. It's too cold. Yet this son has spent happy hours outside at home this week, all bundled up, moving snow with the toy snowplow, creating snowmobile trails in our yard with his sled, and shoveling both our walk and our neighbor's. 
because he wants to. The morning is a time that my son likes to get up early and get dressed before the rest of the household. He takes time to play Minecraft before school starts, but he also cleaned the dirty glass on the wood stove, started the fire, and brought wood into the house because he wants to. And it hit me this morning. He would have done great in Little House on the Prairie times. 150 years ago, my son would have been considered a model boy. Today, more often than not, he's considered a troublemaker due to his failure or inability to conform to the expectations of the modern educational system. I understand that society today is much different than society in the 1800s. Most of that change is good. I applaud antibiotics and equality. I'm a big fan of the internet and the indoor plumbing. But at the same time, I think our current approach to education fails to honor the needs of children, especially the needs of boys. Boys today aren't fundamentally different than the boys of 150 years ago, yet today they're confined to classrooms, expected to remain still for the majority of the day, and barely allowed to tackle meaningful labor of the real world until they reach the magical age of 18. The article continues, but one of the points I also wanted to make in this is this article was written by Jennifer Fink, a freelance writer and mother of four sons. This wasn't an article by a dad. This was an article by a mother who saw what was happening to her son. So Dr. Dobson says, thank you. Boys and girls are different. Boys are men in training. Get those boys ready for the role of provider and protector that is built into their nature. And I think that's really key. It's built into their nature. Dr. Dobson says that testosterone is not the big mistake. Although girls do seem to have more of the right stuff, they make better grades at school, they get along better with their teachers, they get into fewer problems, they challenge the system less often, they get hurt less often. Have you noticed that girls don't like pain? If they experience pain, they think they have made a mistake and they try real hard not to make that mistake again. Boys, on the other hand, think, hmm, pain is a matter is a result of bad luck. And I'll go back and do it again. Before the class, we were joking about the, the statements of um, what happens following when someone makes the comment, hey, watch this. <laughs> Those are from boys. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Dobson also says to be respectful to women. Never hit a girl. Never take anything from a girl that doesn't belong to them. But here's where some of the meat really meets the road. Teach him to give. Teach him to be a person of self-respect. To be loyal. To be honest. To care for others. To have self-discipline. Sounds an awful lot like Titus 2.6, doesn't it? Dr. Dobson also says, you just don't let that, this aggressiveness run wild with the nature of a boy. You have to civilize it. You have to shape it. And you have to mold it. He continues to teach him reverence for God and his principles. Go ahead and click the next one. Keep going. And then Dad. You don't know it right now. But I'm watching you. Watching the things you do. I'm watching the way you treat people. Career and provide for my family. Do I work at it? Oh, 
at home. Not all boys have good male role models at home. So thus the need, the even greater need, for gender-specific ministries. For boys, you probably guessed it by the number of red shirts in the room, the answer is Royal Rangers. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not against children's church or Sunday school or mixed gender uh, activities and classes at church or, or things like that. But I can attest, when my uh, two oldest boys went to kids' church, they came home talking about this man, Uncle Bob. Sorry. Should probably save the video for last. Bob was this hulking man, 6'4", 6'5". And if they saw Uncle Bob in the hallway, it was, Hey, Uncle Bob! Hey, Uncle Bob! And he told them if they put a penny in their shoe, when they see him in the hallway, if he asked them if they have a penny in their shoe, and they do, he'd give them a dollar. And that penny was to remind them of Jesus. Bob knew how to connect with boys. Yet, he was the father of three daughters. It's a guy thing. And he knew how to connect with them. And that, that was proof to me even back then that they would come home and they had a great time in kids' church or whatever, but I heard about Uncle Bob. And that was early on to where I wanted to go, who is this Uncle Bob? And I was fortunate. I later got, you know, I soon got to know him. He's a great guy and his kids and, and everything. But boys need a male role model. Sorry about that. So a testimony, um, you know, I kind of joked about becoming the national training coordinator for what I'd say 27 days. Well, my uh, there were some things being posted on Facebook, and and our oldest daughter, who's at Lee University, uh, she uh, shared it or whatever you do, and uh, Professor Kevin Snyder at Lee University, he's in the School of Religion, full time faculty in Christian Ethics. And working on his Ph.D., stopped her in the hallway and said, 
you posted that about Rangers, about your dad. She goes, yeah. And he said, if it wasn't for Royal Rangers, I wouldn't be here right now. He, he explained, and this is what my daughter wrote to me, because I said, could you just write something up real quick? Because she called and told me about it, and I said, wait a second, this preaches. I said, send this to me. She said, he explained to me that his parents were not Christians, still aren't. So Royal Rangers kept him going to church, even throughout high school. Although he did not receive his gold medal of achievement or his saber, the Royal Rangers ministry impacted him in a very special way. Being the person that he is, being the reason, pardon me, that he is a Christian today. I think this small testimonial goes to show that it's not about the awards that Royal Rangers has to offer. Yeah, we like the awards, and we, we talk about how it shows, advancement shows our progress. But for those of you who have done Rangers for a long time, you know it's not just about the awards. It's about being the, with the boys. Christian, uh, pardon me. It's about Christian mentoring and discipleship that occurs between a mature Christian male and a young boy who is trying to find his way in a rapidly changing post-Christian society. At its core, Royal Rangers is a reflection of what Christ has called the church to be, mainly a refuge where an authentic and loving relationship can be found between both God and man. This ministry changed Kevin's life as iron sharpens iron, so too one man sharpens another. Proverbs 27:17. The Royal Ranger ministry is sharpening men of the next generation. Men just like Professor Kevin. Thank you, David. Welcome. This gener- generation will carry many unresolved problems with them into adulthood impacting our families, churches, communities, and places of employment for years to come. The best time to build a man is while he's still a boy. The old adage of you can't teach an old dog new tricks is an old adage because it's most often true. So get them while they're young. But but the path from boyhood to manhood is no longer the clear lineal progression that we have seen in past generations. Fathers are often absent or disengaged. The media imprints young minds with its own empty vision of manhood, while peer groups propagate the distortion. The lack of positive male influences leads boys into destructive passively or aggressive or aggression. In his book, Bringing Up Boys, Dr. Dobson warns us now more than ever, boys are experiencing a crisis that reaches deep within their soul. Today's situation presents many challenges, but there is a clear way forward that provides boys and young men a vision of true manhood. Your church can secure the next generation of godly men through partnership with the Royal Ranger Ministry. And these two slides show the the seven basic um, things that we use as shown on this poster up here as well. Boys are created in God's image to be a godly man. They are to live an adventure for him that develops character and leadership skills and makes them dangerous for good. They ask the question, do I have what it takes to be a man of God? And while some of us might not have asked that question uh, consciously, we grew up always wondering what it was that we were about and what were we to be trying to attain. And that's the answer to that question. Do I have it? To, do do I have what it takes to be a man of God? Boys are able. Boys are to be boys. Don't ever try to make boys less than boys. <laughs> You know, I, I equate that to trying to teach a pig to sing. It just wastes your time and irritates the pig. You try to make boys other than boys, you're wasting your time and you're irritating the boys because they know how to be boys. And while they are boys and boys and still young boys, 
The church's job is to install Bible-based software in their little heads. Royal Rangers uses the tools of outdoor adventure, trades, sports, fine arts, and technology to mentor them into being the leaders of tomorrow's church. Remember the scripture reference that we used earlier? Titus 2, actually verses 2 through 8. Boys need godly examples as a pattern in their adventure. And I'll turn it back to Dave. So we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. So our, our purpose in our presentation was to talk about the, the lost vision. And we did touch upon some of the solution, or as I think Mickey put it, uh, this, uh, this presentation has been sponsored by Royal Rangers. <laughs> but there's also another class, if there's room, if you haven't signed up for it, a uh, restored vision for manhood. It's in this classroom uh, right after this one, and this afternoon it happens again right after this one. So they will be talking even more about the, um, the restored vision for manhood. We've talked a lot about rangers. I love rangers. Rangers is a ministry I'm called into, as I know most of you are as well. Um, my last night with our outpost, don't smile at me here. My last night, we, uh, we were doing the chess merit. And I have the Discovery fifth grade boys, and if you're around boys, and it comes to rangers, normally the big deal is recreation time or rec time or game time. As they're walking into the room, what are we playing tonight? I mean, it's always fun, fun, fun. And we were, we did our Bible study and we were doing the chess merit. And our, uh, my lieutenant commander was teaching chess, thankfully. And he was teaching me, he was teaching them moves, and I'm looking at him going, I never knew that. But we were doing lightning chess rounds, and they chose to play chess, doing lightning chess rounds, then recreation. And we tell them, look, some nights we work hard, and then other nights we'll get more, more rec time or more fun time. But that night, they were, they were enjoying doing that, and it was their choice. And they were enjoying the company of men. Now we're up to questions. Get up here, Mickey. Hurry up. <laughs> Any questions? Come on, we had to. Oh, all right. For those of you that are like me, what was the thing you noticed that was wrong in the slides? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, honeymooners, 1995 to 1956. Really? Didn't notice that one, apparently. We'll fix that. Okay, besides picking on the film, on this presentation, no. Any, anything else? Kevin. So for, for us in college ministry, past the age of rangers, this is still a need. We still have delayed adolescents where students will graduate and they can't find a job or they don't know how to go about that or they aren't going to step up to provide for, for the families they're recently married. And so they go back to school to get another degree that they can't do anything with or they can go back with their parents, things like that. Um, how, how do we help them with that without Send them to my outpost. I'll put them to work. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me try to address that. The, 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 look at Rangers as, as a tool or format by which those principles are presented. The principles are still true in any other format. So whatever format that best relates to that age group, teaching those same principles that come from Titus and other scriptures can certainly be effective and impactful. That, uh, I, I don't know if it's, it's there. I know there are Christian-based college-level ministries. Chi Alpha, for sure, uh, is a method 
another format that emphasizes those same principles. So Chi Alpha is available. Okay. Well, certainly that you you have that format then. So it's getting those kids with that need into that exposure because you're, you're teaching the same things we teach. You're teaching to a different age group, but it's the same same principles. So I think that's what you have to emphasize. And our presentation just gives you a little touch of maybe where they're coming from. You know, maybe that's why they're dealing with a not being through with adolescence, or maybe not even being through puberty for that matter. You know, and you're you're still have to getting getting them to a mature enough state to be able to deal with the principles that are well entrenched into the Chi Alpha material. So you you've got you've got some work to do to get them ready for that. So there may be some things, you know, maybe it's progressive. I'm thinking out loud here, you know, yeah, but maybe it's progressive bringing them to a more mature state so they can grasp the information you give them. Because if you teach them the same principles that we teach and they're not ready for them, they're not going to be. It's not going to be effective. So you got to. It's going to be a, an analysis you're having to do with each individual kid and say, you know, what are they, are they ready for ranger kids or discovery rangers in, in you know, in the proportionate kind of way is what I'm trying to say. It makes sense. Hopefully it can be helpful. I'd like to add something to that. Um, Kyle, the director from Cincinnati, Kyle, the director from Yeah, Bill, Bill Trigg. He, he shared with me uh, a few years back when he thought that more Rangers were going to leave the camping and go a different route. He said one of, one of his biggest tools uh, as a Kyoto director was, was a uh, fire, council fire, or whatever, around, around which he would bring young men and they would just share. He said that setting just opened up opens up the heart. For some reason, if he's setting around the fire at night, people just open up. And he said, don't ever get rid of that. That's one of your biggest tools. He used it as a cryopener. And uh, it's just getting people to open up and, and just pour into their lives. And, and, and you're, you're, in a, you're in a critical cryopener. It's critical right there. There's, there's major decisions being made by young men and, and uh, the future of the church, I think, hangs on that. And, and, and to add to that, you know, just a thought that popped in my head, sometimes they're from God, I'm not really sure here, but, you know, maybe there's some sort of partnership that can create, between, be created between Rangers and uh, Chi Alpha. Not that we're trying to make Chi Alpha Ranger, member, Ranger boys or Ranger kids, but maybe the uh, consultation advisory role played by uh, an older ranger leader who understands principles and understands how they can apply to situations that you have and maybe you could bring a college age version of our events of what we do on a camp out or what we do on a in a pinewood derby or whatever you know and bring those principles forward adjust the events to the appropriate age and then bring them along through a series of those to be ready for the principles that you guys teach. That'd be something worth pursuing. Rick? I can tell you that there's a prototype being developed right now at Evangel University with Dr. Larry Cole, who is a rolling commander, and they're working on doing a college-age Royal Ranger curriculum so that young men who just left high school, they get to college, I really don't want to get involved in working in an outpost, but you know, I love Rangers, I'd like to keep going, and they're working on developing that right now. So something is coming down the channels, but it's not there yet. Mark, mark that down, I had a good idea. <laughs> Someone let his wife know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still somehow wrong. But, yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, also I think it goes back to much like that video we just showed that whether it's a little boy watching his dad or it's a young college student watching the Chi Alpha directors, yeah. they're watching. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things we can do is live authentically 
you know, one of the things I love about that video is it says, Dad, show me your failures. Don't hide them from me. And let me see how you handle them. You know, he, he hits that car and he gets out and he leaves a note. And his boy is watching. And I think that uh, when we're with boys, they watch that. I used, I used to always say, especially in some of our older trainings, that when a ranger commander walks in unprepared to a class that night, the boys know it. They know it no different than a dog that can smell fear. They see it all over you. You don't even have to say anything, and they're like, no, he's not prepared. And then what are we showing them? But when we live authentic, and we, and we, but we work, we work at it. And we, we come prepared, and, you know, in, in the young men and women, but since we're primarily talking about men right now, the young men that you're, you're ministering to and you're shepherding, they want to hear your voice, and they want to see you living authentically and, uh, and seeing your example. And maybe, maybe they're not ready to get in the workforce or they think somehow they're owed something, and they're watching you live before them that, you know what? We're not owed a lot on this earth, and we got to work for it. All right. Yes. A lot of guys are in that cycle you talked about where they have a degree, but yet they can't find more of a Oh, yeah, Starbucks is full of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is, is there a, like with Rangers, I mean, if you look at FCF and the advancement program, there's more and more things uh, being handled all the time. I mean, there's a new FCF handbook about trades and things. Is there a way within Rangers, like everybody's talking about here, I mean, they're looking for degrees or yet, yet there's all kinds of trade jobs available for people out of the marketplace or in that reason that aren't being fulfilled. Are all these guys looking for jobs only related to degrees? Well, the, if, if you go into any, any uh, workforce development uh, efforts, whether they're PhD research studies or... Yep or local trade organizations, that's that's the continuing dichotomy. Yeah. Is between there's a lot of people who go to college that shouldn't. Yeah. It should be yeah. trace people. But that's kind of beyond the pur- purview of this class. So okay. it's but it's a great a great point. Uh, so I would conclude uh, with the uh, uh, the content of the note that the guy left on the windshield of the car that he hit. Hopefully it's not the one that I heard the joke about said that he was writing said most people saw me hit your car and they think I'm writing a note to give you my name and address and contact information but I'm not he pulls it up puts it under the windshield <laughs> so I'm sure that's not what was in that video <laughs> but anyway alright anything else we're past our time so give everybody an opportunity to take a little break before the next class <laughs>